Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List, where each week we get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. And we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. Guys, I'm your host, Lex, and I am not here with Murph today. This episode is going to be a little different. I am here with a special guest, a good friend of mine. His name is Dominic. He's one of the five hosts of the East Coast Avengers a great podcast, another, you know, kind of in our uh, same realm of content, comic book movies, comic book talk, things like that. They're, they're, I'm more into like comic books, but me and Murph talk about the, you know, the movies and whatnot. So the, the content's very similar. I enjoy listening to them. So you guys check them out. They're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. They're everywhere. They're honestly killing it this year. So I'm glad that he stopped by and talked with me. Uh, before that, I wanted to jump in and just uh, touch base with you guys and do a little bit of news. I don't have a lot. A few things happened this past week with uh, you know some movies, some game stuff. I'm not going to dive into too, too much comic book stuff because we're going to talk about a lot of nerdy comic book related things in the form of you know television. But there are some cool things going on in comics. If you do want to find out what my weekly poll was, as usual, it's on Instagram. So go and check that out. Sorry, I had to take a little drink of water. I'm losing my voice. But yeah, I get to, I got to t- uh, chat with Dom a little bit before they recorded this week's episode. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right into whatever news we got. First of all, as always, I'm going to start with a little bit of movie talk. During this past week, I don't even remember which day, but we had, strangely, we had a New Mutants tra- trailer drop. Yes, New Mutants, the movie that came out, or that was made in like 2017, it got pushed back over and over and over and then when the whole fox and disney deal came out we just assumed that it was scrapped well not only are they releasing it uh, this april 3rd they're also saying that it ties into the mcu so i what i wasn't interested in seeing this movie at all now i am now i'm interested in seeing if it's actually going to tie mutants into the mcu or explain where they've been over the past few years or at all through any of the movies so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. We'll see. Hopefully it's done right. A lot of things are falling apart, it seems like. Speaking of that, before we jump into some of the other trailers that came out, uh, Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has, to me, seems to hit another stag. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, their director, Scott Dickerson, has dropped out due to, quote-unquote, creative differences with Marvel Studios. I think mainly it's because WandaVision is getting so much hype and it's getting so so much buzz that they're kind of pushing a different story for what Scott Dickerson had in store for a Multiverse of Madness. We'll, we'll have to see. It's really hard to say. We'll actually get to find out this year since it's coming out early. So the, the sequel is set to film later this year, set for a May 2021 release, but that doesn't leave Marvel with a lot of time to find a replacement. I think on next week's episode, Murph and I are going to talk about some of the directors that we think can replace them, as well as uh, some of the direction they we feel like they can take. Uh, in other news, we got, uh, well, another Marvel news, we got a new Black Widow trailer. Black Widow comes out May 1st of this year. We got to see a little bit more of Taskmaster. Some people were kind of skeptical on the bit that we saw in the first trailer. He looks pretty cool to me. Some of his moves look like Captain America's. And then he also mimics Black Widow's moves pretty well. So I imagine the fight scenes are going to be pretty good. 
Uh, I'm excited for this movie. It's still kind of iffy on when the timeline is, but we'll see. Marvel, not so much, but Sony did an interesting drop this week. Uh, they released their Morbius, The Living Vampire trailer. I had zero interest in this movie at first. And while I didn't hate the trailer, I also didn't love the trailer. It, it looks okay. You know, this movie and Venom remind me of movies that should have came out in like 2005. They're just kind of the old superhero movie film. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be bad. Um, we'll see. Hopefully they don't make them full villain. I hope they use it as like a Midnight Sun anti-hero type of Morbius. Which we don't know because at the end of it we saw a nice tease of the Vulture. Uh Michael Keaton played the Vulture in the first Spider-Man movie, and he's reprising that role. Maybe it looks like at the end of this movie. So we'll see if they're they're trying to push a Sinister Six thing. They've been trying to do it since the old Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't don't know. I think it's a waste of a character. This character can tie in, which we already know Blade's coming. So this character can tie in Doctor Strange, Blade. They have a Ghost Rider show coming out, Moon Knight. This character could tie in all these movies together. But then again, they would have to deal with Sony, so I don't see that happening. It's probably going to be a Sinister Six situation. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. The most buzz from this trailer, though, is coming from a little two-second scene where Morbius is walking down the alleyway, and there's a big image of Spider-Man with the word graffiti with the words murderer across it. Now, that would make sense if it was Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man, but... It is the the Raimi suit Spider-Man from the old original trilogy. Leaving fans arguing on the internet on whether it's a multiverse situation, whether it's the actual Tom Holland continuation from that story, which, you know, with the Vulture in there, you would assume, or if it has something to do with the old trilogy. I guess we'll just have to see. Personally, I think it's just graffiti. I feel like they just plugged it in there. To kind of get this topic go, or to kind of get this discussion going, to build buzz for the movie, we'll see if I'm wrong. We'll see if it is some kind of multiverse thing. They do have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two coming out, so maybe it's like a they're connecting them all together, kind of like Segway time, <laughs> kind of like Infinite Crisis did. It's not so good when Murph's not here to say, "Ooh, nice segue," but you get you get what I'm doing. You get it. You've you've been here enough, folks. Uh, yeah, what else do I got in movie news? Uh, uh, Joker, one of the most, arguably one of the most popular films of 2019, will be returning to theaters for one week, according to an announcement from Warner Brothers. The Todd Phillips direct, uh, film Joker will be headed back to theaters from January 17th to the January 24th after the film re- received 11 nominations from the Academy Awards. Now, you know me, folks. I enjoyed the movie. I just think it's extremely overhyped. I don't want to talk about it <laughs> anymore. That might be all the news I have. Oh, today I did I did see that I was really excited about Quentin Tarantino was directing a Star Trek film. But come to find out, he has gone on record to say that that movie is probably not going to happen. So uh, I'm a little saddened by that, but it's okay. I, I don't know if I could watch a five-hour Star Trek movie with an intermission in the middle. So I guess I'll just, I'll take it. TV news. I don't have a lot of TV news because 
the main TV buzz going around right now is people talking about the crisis event and which Dom and I are going to talk about in a little bit. One thing that I did think was cool is HBO announced that it has greenlit a three-part animated series titled Aquaman King of Atlantis for HBO Max. James Wan, the director from the 2018 live-action Aquaman film, will executive produce via uh, via his Atomic Monster production company. Apparently, it's going to have some ties to the movie, so that's really cool. They're going full force with this multiverse, connecting all these things together. I think it's a pretty good look. It's honestly, they're taking their stronger properties. Leaning onto their strengths, whether it be this show, the CW shows, you know, the DC Universe shows, which are not, you know, award-winning, but they're still stronger than their movies so far. Animation has always killed it, so they're leaning on some of the animation. They're, it's smart. They're leaning on their strengths to kind of build a foundation, which they've always needed to do. So that's really cool. Not to mention they have Green Lanterns to show. Hopefully, Kyle Rayner's the main character. He's my favorite Green Lantern. They have that coming out, so... uh Things are looking up for them. Maybe they just need to slow roll this stuff, and and uh, and they'll be good. You know, Marvel looks like they're they're kind of scrambling a little bit to kind of figure out what they're going to do with their next moves. They're trying to create this big universe, but what DC again is in front of them. As long as they don't try to play catch up with what Marvel's doing, they're going to be good. Moving on to game news, I don't have a lot of game news. These two things that have uh, really upset me this past week. It is two games that I've really been excited for this year. So excited. Wasn't worried about anything else. Final Fantasy VII has been delayed. The remake has been delayed, which is not that bad, a month. It was supposed to come out in March, or early March. Pre-ordered it already, ready for it to come out. But it's going to come out April 20th. Or not April 20th, just April 2020. I don't know the exact date. Um, And then the Avengers game. I was really excited about that. I don't even remember when it was supposed to come out. I think May. But the developer made an announcement this week that the game's release date has been pushed back to September 4th, 2020, which is okay. It gives me time to play Final Fantasy, and I think Cyberpunk comes out in between that time, too. So it's not like I'll have a shortage of games to play. It's just I was excited to play an Avengers game that was on the same quality, hopefully, as the Spider-Man game. We'll see. I was excited about it. But then I got to thinking about it like if if I'd rather get a full complete game later than a choppy buggy game that I hated early. Let me know what you guys think about these delays, these movies, everything coming out, anything that I missed news wise. I usually have Murph here to uh, bring up his topics that he's seen and things that I've missed. As for comics news, again, I'm going to take it kind of lightly on comics news because, uh, to be honest, this past week I haven't really caught up with any comic books. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm going to spend this weekend catching up. With that being said, I'm going to jump right in to my conversation with Dom. I hope you guys enjoy it. There's a little snag in the middle of it, but we recuperate pretty quickly. And um, yeah, let's just see what he has to say about Crisis on Infinite Earths. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I mentioned before, we have a special guest today. We have my buddy Dom from the East Coast Avengers, which we've gotten to know each other over the past few months uh, after I found his podcast and started listening to those fellas. Uh, Dom, go ahead and say hey to all of the uh, people out there listening. All right. What's up, everybody? As he said, this is Dominic from the East Coast Avengers. Thanks, Lex, for having me on here. I'm really happy to be on here. Really excited to be on here. Um, As he said, I am a part of the East Coast Avengers. Uh, We started about uh, around April of last year, right around when Avengers Endgame came around. 
I wasn't originally part of it. I usually came on just as a special guest and didn't really become an official member to like maybe the sixth, seventh episode from uh, there. And then now we're here today. Uh, we just started season two last week and we're getting ready to record our second episode of season two tonight. Um, and so what our podcast is about is uh, just basically all things nerdy, kind of like Wednesday pool is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just try to talk a little bit about everything nerdy from Marvel, from DC to Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, just mm-hmm. anything nerdy, like look us up from there and then we'll try to give you as much content as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know how I found you guys. I don't, I don't know. It was, um, so I follow Blurred from mm-hmm. from 901. Yeah. Uh, and you, you guys know those guys pretty well. And so I think they may have retweeted something or something like that. And then I started listening and uh, it, some, like you said before, similar content. I didn't realize, I guess maybe I'd never listened to the first episode. I did. I thought you were there from the get go. So it, the first episode, who's on the, who's all on the first episode? So I believe it was JT, Josh, mm-hmm. and Darren, I believe. So they're kind of like the OG members of yeah. the uh, group. So I didn't say my uh, my co-host names before. So it's usually me, mm-hmm. JT, Josh, Darren, and Christian. So Christian came in around the second episode. Uh, that's when I came in, too. Uh, but I was a special guest then. So I said before I didn't come up an official member until maybe the seventh or eighth episode of our podcast. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. The first episode was pre infinity war or was it pre pre end game? It was pre end game. They were uh, preparing. I think they recorded the week before end game came out. And I want to say the second episode was recorded around like the first week of May. I want to say, and did you guys all know each other before, or did you kind of meet? How'd you guys all meet? So I, JT and Josh known each other for a little bit. They uh, worked together with the Memphis Grizzlies. They're both team attendants. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Uh, and then Josh and JT, they had a podcast before East Coast Avengers called Ball, Ball Boys, where they just talk all Memphis Grizzlies basketballs, but unfortunately that didn't last long for them. Yeah. I think... Uh, let's see, I think Darren knew Darren knew JT and Josh a little bit before we started the podcast, and I know Christian knew knew Josh, and I know uh, JT through social media. Um, and so I really didn't meet I really didn't meet JT till the premiere of Endgame that night. Oh wow! And so all so it was Josh, Christian, and JT. They were they all went to go see Endgame together. And, I just happened to be at the same theater at, that they were. Mm-hmm. So I saw Christian and uh, Josh. I just didn't know who they were. Oh, wow. But I knew who JT was. So and then from then on out, you know, we just started, like, you know, getting to know each other more. And then that's when I started coming on the podcast. And then the uh, story goes on from there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. By the sound of it, I think that I started listening to you guys around. It had to be... After Into the Spider Verse, I think you guys had an Into the Spider Verse episode. Am I making that up? Yeah, yeah. You guys had it. I think that's when I started listening to it, mainly because you guys all loved that film, and and I did too. So then I started listening from there on out, and uh, started you know interacting with you guys more and more over the next couple of months. Right. Yeah. By the sound of it, man, it sounds like you guys have known each other forever. It's really cool that you guys have that kind of uh, instant bond. 
mm-hmm. over you know nerdy stuff, which is kind of where I fit in. You know, talking because I've talked to most of you guys, right? You know, in different situations about different things, mm-hmm. usually nerdy stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. That's good. I mean, you guys got a good ton of podcasts. You guys have almost. You, it, I guess in April it will be a year. You guys have done it. Right. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I was. I was never expecting this to like. Well, with on my end, yeah. like I never was in a podcast before until JT invited me on, and then as mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, maybe I want to get into this uh, more often. So JT really kind of opened up our opened up the podcast world to me, and so now it's just like you know I can't get enough of doing a podcast again. Yeah. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I've I've been I've been watching you guys even online on social media. You guys have picked up a, a nice little following to to start out with. I mean, not even having been a year yet, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. As so I got thank you guys for uh, that. I know you guys uh, promote us. Yeah. Uh, as much as you guys can, and you guys put us in the uh, Twitter podcast group. So uh-huh. uh, that just opened our eyes even more uh, to like more listeners mm-hmm. and to more followers. So you know we. We can only get bigger from there, so we appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shouting this out for everything you guys do, so thanks a lot for that. Yeah, it's probably really random that I hit you guys up with like all this information at, <laughs> at once. <laughs> but for me, it's like when me and Merv first started the podcast, we had no idea what we were doing, mm-hmm. and we tried a ton of things. Like We have a bunch of episodes that never even aired. We tried all these different things, and it's not that I could tell you guys were new. You guys were new. You guys weren't even a few months whenever I started listening. So I was like, oh, okay, these guys have similar a similar podcast. Hit them up. Try to connect with them. Because for one, I mean, that just helps everybody grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, like if I can save them some shortcuts, then, you know, I've had people that helped us along the way. So, you know, you just kind of got to pay that kind of stuff forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's been good. I mean, you can it's a big difference from y'all's first episode that I listened to to now. You guys, you know, sound better. You guys, your communications better. It, it's a good podcast. I listen to it every week, every time it comes out. Appreciate it. Without Appreciate even, it. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I was saying this uh, today. I think it was either last week or the week before. I think what makes our podcast work is just, I guess, it's just the chemistry that we have, mm-hmm. and that even though we do. You know, like we we're all nerds, so we love all things nerdy. But then mm-hmm. we don't have to agree on every single thing. Like we have our differences on some, you know, topics that we talk about. Like we believe in this or we believe in that. And then, of course, you can tell from when we did our top ten movies of the uh, superhero movies of the decade episode. That was, a, that was an interesting one, yeah, for sure. That was an yeah. interesting. <laughs> I know you said uh, you almost turned us off when <laughs> Black Panther didn't make the top 10. And oh, me and Jay, you know, me and JT were fighting for Black uh-huh. Panther to be in the top 10, but you, I mean, it's, I mean, it's their opinion. That's how they, uh, yeah, for sure. you know, we're not going, we're not going to get upset over our opinions that we have if, in, if we don't agree with each other. I mean, we just, you know, kind of leave it alone and then move on to the next thing. But we still, you know, kind of have like that bond that we have that we just created from the get go. And that's just absolutely my favorite thing that I love. Yeah, I think I think that's what pulls me in the most. You guys have there's five of you guys and they're all very different. Like you can tell that you're the not you, I know you don't, you know, super versed in comic books, but you read you've read a lot more comic books than it sounds like the other ones. So you have a little bit more of that uh, comic book history that you know. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm into that big time, and so you know, you then you have one of the guys is a Star Wars fan, one of them is a DC fan, one of them is a str- you know not strictly Marvel but right. a heavy Marvel fan, 
And then you guys kind of all are watching all of the movies, you know, mm-hmm. to cover all the topics. And it's interesting to see all the takes and all the different, different opinions. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's listening knows me and Merv hardly agree on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, so I think that's a good comparison to have those two different conversations because the people listening aren't necessarily going to all agree with you. I mean, there's episodes like us, like we talk after a lot of y'all's episodes. I'm like, ah, I don't agree, <laughs> I don't agree with that. But, you know, that's just, that's part of it. Having that conversation, that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I invited you on because one, I know you, over the past month or whenever they've announced it, uh, we've been talking about Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. And Murph didn't, he doesn't watch the CW shows. I think he started watching uh, Flash. He's going to watch it when it all hits over to Netflix. But, you know, I just wanted to do it because the episode just came out last night. And I know a lot of your guys don't necessarily watch it. I mean, they might, some of them might be familiar with it, but they probably didn't tune in from the sound of it. Yeah, I'm the only one who's been yeah. watching it. Uh, I know Krishna, he's the DC guy. Mm-hmm. He keeps up with it a little bit. So I tell him all the stuff that. Yeah, kind of happened after uh, airs. Yeah, yeah. So I figured you and I could chat about it and kind of merge the two podcasts because, and then basically have coverage for both of them. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, though, you guys are also within the new year. You guys have started a YouTube channel. You guys, you want to talk about that for a second and kind of show you know what you guys are doing with that? Yeah. So we just started up our YouTube channel like right on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So we. Uh, we just started up. We're very new. We already have about uh, three videos out. Mm-hmm. Our first video is kind of like an unboxing video that we do of uh, Funko Pops. Um, and that includes JT, Darren, and Josh. Our second video is uh, our top 10 uh, Funko Pops that, that we love over 2019. So our favorite uh, Funko Pops of 2019 that includes me, uh, Darren, and JT. And our latest video that we just put up, uh, we just uploaded yesterday. Uh, we did a Mor- Morbius trailer uh, recap mm. review. I need to and watch that, that one. Yes, uh, and that includes uh, Josh and Christian. Uh, I know we don't have a full uh, a video of all five of us together, but we mm. do have a few videos in the vault that still need to be edited, still mm. need to be uh, uploaded. Uh, so we try to up we try to upload a video at least maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. We try to stay consistent, and luckily we already have enough videos in our vault that we can uh, go ahead and just put it out there yeah. uh, to the world. So uh, just make sure you guys are on the lookout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you guys are listening, you guys should go and uh, subscribe and keep up with it. What I'd like to see, I mean, honestly, probably I don't say I speak for everybody that listens, but as a as a listener, I, you guys always are talking about Funko Pops, and so that's the thing that you guys really need to to focus on on your videos because that's what I tuned in instantly as soon as I saw you guys talking about it, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things like when I because I don't collect them. I mean, I've always been interested in it. There's a lot of them that I would get. There's a guy in that I'm, that lives in my neighborhood that collects them, and I, I talk to him about it sometimes. And so whenever you guys talk about them, it automatically makes me go and look them up. So that's something that you guys are pretty good at. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, of course, man. Um, But yeah, so like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the DC big CW event, not necessarily the old book from back in the day. Um, What? First of all, let me just ask you what you thought about it. You haven't watched the shows in general 
you know, you, you haven't been a, over the years, you haven't been keeping up with the shows, but this event is big enough to bring, I mean, it's, let's say for the past year or so, they've been talking about like secret Easter eggs and cameos and who's going to be in it. And right. so it piqued your interest, right? To check it out and see what it's about. Yeah, that, I think the uh, when they announced all these people coming in, that's what drew me in to watch this uh, crossover. And like you said before, I have, I've never seen any of the uh, Arrowverse shows. So I've never mm-hmm. seen Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, or uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Never watched those shows. But I do try to keep up with them a little bit. Like, I know like who some of the actors are. I know who some of the characters are on those uh, shows, even though I do get confused a little bit. Yeah, it's a uh, lot. Um, yeah, especially with the, uh, with the Canaries, too. That really confused yeah, me a lot. Um, I was like, why are there so many of them? I thought it was only just one and that's uh Dinah Lance but yeah. there was a a lot more canaries out there so uh, that's a story kind of stupid <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so when I was hearing about the news maybe about maybe three or four months ago when they were probably like still in post-production or still filming there's something like oh we're gonna have uh you know this person then we're gonna have that person in and mm-hmm. uh well, I will. I will take one thing back. The only CW show, DC CW show that I watch is uh, Black Lightning. Black I do Lightning. watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when I heard that he was in this crossover, I said, "Okay, now I gotta uh, watch because he's in this crossover." Yeah, and- a lot of fans have a lot of fans have been wanting him because he their show has been out for a while. Right. And they ha- they had a crossover uh, last year. They have one every year, but they had one last year. <laughs> And he hasn't uh, interacted with any of the other CW shows. So a lot of people have been wanting his character to be in it. And so that was kind of a big, that was a big deal for me uh, mm-hmm. to have him in there. But you've, you've watched the, uh, have you watched the D- DC Universe shows? I mean, I know we talked about Titan. Did you watch Doom Patrol? I did watch uh, Doom Patrol. I still haven't finished it. I think I have like maybe about three episodes uh, left, but I'm heavy on Titans. We watched, yeah, we talked about Titan. I haven't watched uh, Swamp Thing yet. Uh, it's a shame it okay. got canceled, you know, so early. Yeah. Um, and then I'm kind of interested in Stargirl. I know they mm-hmm. said it was originally going to be in the uh, DC Universe app, but now they moved it to uh, the CW network. So I guess yeah, I will catch that when it comes out. But uh, like I said, I'm really heavy on Titans. Uh, that's a pretty good show to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Stargirl, especially with the ending of the crisis, when they had a little you know, shout out to that. But Stargirl was a Disney or Disney, not Disney at all. It was a DC Universe show. They moved over to HBO Max because there's this whole thing that they're doing DC shows on HBO Max now. Right. Uh, like I think today they can. Conf- I just saw. I uh, got a message from someone that's saying they're having a. Aquaman animated show. Yeah, and James Wan is going to uh, executive produce that. Yeah, it's tied to the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're also having a Green Lanterns animated, or I don't know if that's an animated show. I know they're having I a Green Lantern. A, a live action. Live action, yeah. So that'll be interesting. But it, a lot of people are confused at why they're doing it on HBO Max, not necessarily CW. You know, they, they greenlit a, a Blue Beetle show for HBO Max, but not the D, uh, DC Universe app. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people are really wondering why they're doing that. It looks like the uh, DC Universe app won't be around too, <laughs> too long. But so, uh, what do you think of the Arrowverse 
just in general. I know you you have watched Black Lightning, but before we talk about Crisis, like getting into Crisis, watching all five of them, uh, it was five, right? Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, five of them. It was pretty enjoyable for me. I really did enjoy it. And I think mm-hmm. my favorite thing about the crossover was that they did a lot of fan service with this uh, crossover. I don't know if they yeah. done, you know, fan service with the past crossovers they done before, but they really bit, did. Yeah. I think they really did justice with this one with all the fan service, the cameos that they have in the show. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about that uh, later on, but yeah. it was a pretty enjoyable crossover. I really did enjoy it. And I mean, I know, so I have a couple of buddies that watch it, but they say, you know, the Arrow show, Arrowverse shows like Flash and Arrow and all those, they're uh, like soap operas. They're kind of corny. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, but it's the CW. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. Right. It's just like, <laughs> It's a show they put out. I watch it. And usually any comic book show, whether it be cartoons, movies, TV shows, I'm pretty much going to check it out. Like, you know, I watch all the Marvel shows, Runaways, all that stuff. And I do the same thing for DC. Anything they put out, I typically watch. I've seen Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Titans. I just, you know, I'm a comic book fan. So I'm going to I'm going to appreciate most of it. Like, I, I enjoy the Arrowverse for the most part. And I know that this show that this. It was pretty much all fans. <laughs> it's like this entire thing. They had guys from the you know Tim Burton Batman. They had the, the detective from Tim Burton Batman. They had Burt Ward, the original Robin, and I mean it was all right. fan service. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the main uh, the main reason they did it was because all these CW shows are pretty much in all different universes, right? And they needed a way to you know spoiler alert. The ending is they combined them all together to make one universe. Mm-hmm. Or one Earth, and then they have multiple. They explain the rest of the universes. So, um, I mean, that's pretty cool. I like the universe shows. I think that was pretty good on their end. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, when I first heard about, it, I thought it was, you know, kind of iffy. You know, that they're all mm-hmm. in like separate universes, even though they do have, you know, crossovers every now. Uh, yeah, they, they cross over quite a bit, or at least the the main three: Supergirl, Flash, mm-hmm. Flash crosses over. Yeah, Flash crosses over with pretty much everyone, and Flash and Arrow are in the same universe. So right, so uh, I guess it was a really good idea on their part to bring like all like the main heroes, uh, Earth, and just bound them into uh, one Earth together. I thought that was a really good idea on their part. I know some people were kind of, you know, didn't agree with that. Well, not not the main Earth part. I think it was just the whole DC universe uh, at yeah. this point because now it seems like anything DC live action related, that's all going to be in one universe together. So it's all going to be on a different earth, like how Titans are on a different earth, how Doom Patrol is on a different earth. So they're uh, basically, they're basically making the multiverse a real thing for their shows, which is, I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's always good to like, you know, try to connect, connect it at this uh, point because, you know, same thing with uh, Marvel, like everything is basically connected in their universe and now mm-hmm. the DC is like, okay, we're going to try to connect everything in our universe. So we're going to try to keep it, you know, a little bit separate. Saying like, you know, they're all in the same multiverse, but they're just on different Earths at this point. So like yeah. you know, how the DCEU had their own universe and now the CW show has their own universe. Now they're kind of conjoined as one, but they're just on mm-hmm. two different Earths. Yeah, yeah. So in general, over the five, you know, over the big crisis, you enjoyed watching the crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so did I. I think the story for me was kind of weak. 
and I, I guess it, it's okay because it, the story was kind of weak. It, but like you said, it was all fan service. So I, you know, I enjoyed every moment. There were so many great moments in it that the story didn't need to be over the top. Yeah. Oliver dying twice for me was kind of lame. I don't know why he had to. Yeah, that was, and spoiler alert, like he doesn't come back to life at the end. And I thought about like, you know, he has two episodes left until his show Uh goes off. Yeah. So I I was just thinking like, are they going to bring him back? And I looked up, you know, what kind of like the next two episodes are about. Mm-hmm. And the next era episode, that's going to be a backdoor pilot for the uh, the new show new show that they're going to make. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, is Oliver going to come back? He's going to make an appearance. Like, yeah. and then the finale, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen in the finale. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll catch just to see how the show ends with mm-hmm. no history of what happened, you know, all throughout the era uh, show. But well, it'll be, just, it'll be cool to watch it, though. For me, I think, like, you're watching the end of it. And then so when you go through and watch the the beginning, honestly, when you watch through the Arrow, you'll you'll once you get past, like, the third season, you'll be like, how is it? Like, how do you keep going with this show? You know? Because mm-hmm. he starts off as, like, a murderer, like, kind of like the Punisher. And then yeah. he becomes more classic Green Arrow, you know, not killing people and stuff like that. But then... Every now and then he has to still kill some. So it's like, how often can you do this? <laughs> you know, what well, he's got to end the show somehow, and they finally did it, which is pretty good, I guess. Yeah, the spinoff should be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I, what I didn't like about it was the the hiatus that they went on. So they played the th- yeah, first the first three episodes back to back, like every night, mm-hmm. and then we had to wait a month, a whole month just to get two more episodes or, you know, whatever, two and a half more episodes. Yeah, that wasn't the main, that was only my main complaint that I didn't like about this uh, crossover. Uh, They could just put this all on one week because it aired like three days straight. They could put, you know, the last two episodes on Thursday and Friday. Or they could have even did it on Sunday night. Like, you know what I mean? Just do it all in one night. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. if they were going to do it like that, they should have did, they should have did like the last week of the year and did one episode have a cliffhanger mm-hmm. and then when they come back in January do four episodes. You know what I mean? Like for me to yeah. doing three episodes and then two episodes because the first three episodes I feel like there was way more going on with the story. Uh-huh. And then after a month you kind of forget about it and then it comes back right. and it just and it everything happens real fast even though it was a few hours everything happens really fast and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with me like I forget stuff easily and yeah. I slick forget about the crossover until I saw it on Twitter like the day before. Uh-huh. Same. So, oh, yeah, the crisis is coming back, uh, you know, tomorrow night at 8, 7 Central. I was like, Well, see, I okay. didn't think about it until uh, I forgot all about it until you hit me up. You're like, hey, we still recording this week. And I was like, what's this week, man? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know what this week is. And then I looked and I was like, oh, damn, I need to watch this show. Yeah. And I know it shouldn't be a surprise, like, if viewership or ratings, like, dip a little lower because of that hiatus because I know some people have probably yeah. forgot about it. I think it was weird to do that. It was really weird to do that. And I think that's that was probably everybody's main complaint was that they had to wait so long. Like we had to wait a month for like the last two episodes when they really could just did it all in one week or all in one day if they wanted to. And it's mainly because the ending wasn't that big. Like it was it's right. It was big. And again, we're going to lean right into talking about because it, it had this huge 
unexpected cameo that no one expected out of nowhere. But before we talk about that, what was your favorite? And if it is this, we'll just talk about it. But what's, what was your favorite cameo? Because there was a ton of them in the whole okay. in the whole series. I'll give my top two. Okay. Uh, number two was definitely Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nobody, nobody would ever think that we would ever see Kevin Conroy play a live action Batman. No, even though I and, even though I didn't like how they made him like uh, right. a serial killer Batman. I didn't really like that, but it was cool to hear that voice. You know, because you could close your eyes and that's Batman, like one hundred percent. That's Batman. I know some people were probably a little bit disappointed because, you know, we got like that serial killer Batman. We didn't get to see Kevin Conroy in action. Yeah. And uh, he is a little bit old. I don't know how old he is, but he's old. But well, what I was hoping, uh, what I was hoping for was I was hoping for Batman Beyond Batman. Yeah. You know, like even if they Mm -hmm. didn't show Terry McGinnis, like he could be like, so uh, Batwoman was there with Supergirl, right? Right. It's good. It could be like an incoming message. They didn't have to cast anybody for it. It could have been an incoming message. They could have had any voice actor do it from Terry to mm-hmm. him or something like that. But I guess yeah, that wouldn't have worked for the story. But still, it would have been cool because that would have been another cameo they had in the show without having mm-hmm. to you know actually show a Batman Beyond suit or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just I was just really excited to see Kevin Conroy without a doubt. Uh, yeah, live action Batman. Uh, wish we could have got him in a suit, but you yeah. know, I mean, that's honestly that's what piqued my interest, man. Like when they said Kevin uh, was in, I was like, I'm I'm gonna watch it no matter what. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I will say I have like I have three favorite cameos. So uh, Kevin Conroy was number two. Number three uh, was uh, Smallville. Yeah, uh, coming back now. I watched the show a little bit when it first came on. I wasn't exactly into mm-hmm. it. But uh, I did love seeing uh, Tom Wellens, uh Clark Kent. Uh, Very cool. Wish we could call him in the, uh, in the uh, super suit, but yeah. as we know in the show, he gave up his power so he could have uh, his kids. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it was very fresh, I want to say, to see uh, Clark have that happy ending with Lois and his uh, kids. Yeah, it was cool to see, because Smallville ends, it doesn't really end. It kind of has, like, a he becomes Superman, right? Right. And there's this whole other, other life uh, that he leads that you don't ever know about because his show ends. And so it's kind of cool to get an ending to that old Smallville show. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I wish we could have got the Lex Luthor from that uh, from Smallville because he's great, but mm-hmm. it, it just it didn't work out. The my favorite cameo, and then we might as well just get right into it. Yeah, um, might as well. Ezra Miller as the Flash, and nobody has ever would ever see that coming. This is probably like DC's best kept secret. Nobody. It was unbelievable, man. And when I first like saw. Both of them on on screen together. I screamed in my room. Like, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like nobody would ever thought about this. Nobody would ever thought the DCEU and the Arrowverse or just or just TV shows in general would cross mm-hmm. over. And so Ezra Miller, you know, he was he's a big fan of Grant Gustin Splash. So he's been yeah. wanting to do this ever since you know the Arrow show started. And so just to see that on TV, you know, it just kind of you know, it warmed my heart a little bit. You know, uh, Ezra just got, you know, his wish fulfilled. And a yeah. lot of fans, you know, they finally get to see, you know, the movies and the TV shows, you know, cross over together. And then what better way to do it is to have T 
two great versions of the Flash interacting with each other. Yeah, because even if that, even if Justice League wasn't good or whatever, he was probably one of the best parts of that movie. He was, yeah. And um, and that's something that even Marvel, whether you're a big Marvel fan or you're a big DC fan out there listening, it's something that even Marvel hasn't done. Right. Like they've had they've had their side characters, you know, Sam Jackson. They've had Lady Sif. They had those characters pop up in their shows. But you know they've had, had the big names. Like you, they haven't had the main character or Captain America yeah. or Black Widow, any of those uh, big name characters to come on the Marvel shows. Yeah, and make this huge impact. That 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 you have to give DC whether they've been messing up in the past. That was a huge move. Right, man. it was un, it was unbelievable. I think that's probably going to be one of you know the greatest DCCW moments ever. Yeah, that's probably at, uh for. For all the fans in the world, that's probably number one on their uh, list. I'm assuming. As of as of right now, yeah, absolutely. Which ties into you know this guy obviously wants to play Flash. It's not you know the movie. Oh yeah, confirmation uh-huh. that he's going nowhere anytime soon. No matter how many directors he has to go yeah. through, like Ezra is sticking with the Flash. Like 100. Basically, you know, you know he didn't get paid a lot of money to do it, so you know he had to want to have done it. Right, he probably could have done it for free because I know, you know, as big of a star as Ezra is, you know, that's probably, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of money that they had to uh, put out there just to bring him on the show because that's yeah. that's a pretty huge budget jump if they bring in a yeah. movie star like him on the uh, show. But and like you said before, he said that he's he said in an interview he's like he's excited that there's more than one Flash. He can't wait to interact with them. Right. And then he said, you know. We're gonna do this for the fans. Get people hyped for the Flash movie. They just announced it that they're really doing it. Mm-hmm. So what a you know what a good way to sh- to prove to the fan because you know we hear about movies coming out all the time mm-hmm. that get pushed back, get pushed back. It may not come out. You know, New Mutants came out. You know, they made it two years ago and it's finally coming out. You know, we we don't know. So what a way to show the fans like, hey, this is happening. I'm still here. I still want to do it. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know? And if uh and if the movie still you know does Flashpoint. Uh, why not bring in Grant Gustin uh, just to like return the favor? That would be at this point. That yeah, I would think they had. To. Yeah, be... they would kind of have to at this point, and the fans would uh, love to see it. So yeah. yeah, it's easy. Those are easy things. Like those are easy things. Easy fan service that you know can fit into the story without you know compromising the story too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, those are good ones. My favorite cameos were. It had to be, yeah, Smallville was good. Kevin Conroy was good. I really like Marv Wolfman. He was at the end. He was, oh, yeah. He was the guy uh, that got it signed, signed picture of Supergirl and uh, Flash. And if you guys don't know who uh, Marv, what was his last name again? Wolfman. Wolfman. Uh, if you guys don't know who he is, he is actually the writer of the Crisis of Infinite Earths event. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was... Kind of like a uh, kind of like a Stan Lee kind of yeah, moment. Yeah, it was very say. cool. Yeah, and I'm a big comic book fan, so it was kind of cool that like. So the only real difference, there's a lot of little differences from the actual old story and the right. event, but the main difference was at the end of the event, the comic book event, Flash and Supergirl die. Mm-hmm. So so in this one, the big difference is they lived. Arrow sacrificed himself, so and he died. So it's cool to show like Marvel been getting a, sign, a signature about you know a picture of these two characters that he killed. Obviously, maybe didn't want to, but then, you know, yeah, just to have him in there because he's a, he's an old ass guy, right? <laughs> he's cool, <laughs> and 
obviously, I think Smallville would be my second one, and then Ezra Miller would have to be to be my favorite one. It's still unbelievable. Like when I because I, I didn't watch it the night that it came out because I I stream everything, and so mm-hmm. I was gonna watch it the next day, but I couldn't stay off the internet, so I was on online, and then somebody that I follow posted it on like Instagram or something, and I watched it. I was like, this isn't real. I just saw a picture, and you know, it looks hazy at first and so yeah because i really thought you know like they both filmed like at separate times uh, but like great Gustin like proved us all wrong when yeah. he posted the picture of him and ezra on uh, instagram because it did look a little hazy yeah. and then i think about it he was like going through you know different timelines different multiverses yeah. so i can understand why it looks uh hazy and kind of doesn't like look real at that point but yeah yeah and he, uh, it, it, I mean, he just thought it was cool, man. It was unbelievable. I saw the picture. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. It's a, you know, clickbait. And I clicked on it, watched it. It was amazing, man. I could not believe it, <laughs> even still. <laughs> so that was probably and, like my best, my favorite one too. And then I just wish it could have been on Twitter when it first aired, because yeah. all like I want to say fifty percent of my timeline was just going crazy about it. Same. And then, crazy. Up, and then I looked up the hashtag a crisis on infinite earth. Uh, right when that scene came on, and then like every like two three seconds, it was like, "Oh my god, the Ezra Miller is here! Uh, DCEU Flash is here! Oh my god, oh my god, they're finally interacting!" Uh, so it, that was just just a great moment, uh, just to see those two share the screen together on TV. Yeah. Okay, so who was your favorite character out of the crisis? There was a lot of characters, whether it be a main character or a side character. Who was your favorite character in this crisis? I gotta say Brandon Routes or Root, if I'm saying his yeah. name wrong, uh, Brandon Routes Superman uh, definitely was one of my favorites. The Flash is one of my favorites Flash as well. Good, yeah. Oh my God, Black Lightning, just because mm-hmm. I, I, that's the only show that I watch. Yeah, uh, I wish, I, I wish I, his character would have had more. I wish it did yeah. too. I guess they didn't put him in as much because you know they really didn't include him in like all the crossovers. Like he yeah. hasn't crossover right yet. Before this event, then now with all the Earths combined into one, he'll have an easier time crossing over with them. And, yeah, and then you know, they kind of bridged yeah. that relationship between him and Barry pretty good. Like that was good. Yeah, that was that was probably what, like one of my top three favorite moments. Yeah. And that uh, in the crossover was just them having that little bonding moment between them, and then that's just uh, I after I saw that I I easily asked myself on Twitter, I was like, can we please have more? Flash and Black Lightning yeah. uh, together in the crossover, just in the future in general, because I really do like that bond that they have together. Yeah, and uh, I will say I do like uh, is her name Sarah Lance, uh, the one with the white costume. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sarah. Yeah, so uh, she's another one of my uh, favorites too. She seems like a badass to me. She got so, a lot like, better from when she first came out. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to give my uh, props to her. And Supergirl was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. So I can tell, you know, just from uh, I seen clips of her show. I was like, okay, it does look pretty good. So yeah, some some of my friends don't like her show, but I I like her show. It's good. All right, sorry folks, we had a little technical difficulty real quick. And I don't know, we were just talking and it just shut off, and then. The rest of the East Coast gang came in, so we kind of had to re- <laughs> relocate, finish up. I mean, we were, we were pretty much c- coming to the end. I just wanted to finish it up real quick. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that your fa- you we left off. Last thing I heard was you said that your favorite, your you know, your most favorite character was Lex Luthor. 
Mm-hmm. And he's easily probably my favorite character on there. Yeah. Hands down, John Cryer is like the best Lex Luthor that we've ever gotten, like you said. And I'm trying to think of who my other favorite characters were, honestly. Probably mm-hmm. John Cryer. Because, I mean, I watch, you know, the other shows. So I appreciate, you know, Oliver, you know, Supergirl, all those characters. Barry, obviously, is good. I do like old Barry, like the guy that played him in the 90s. That was really cool. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I would have to say it's still my, my favorite uh, favorite character. I agree with you. But a, a minute ago, you mentioned your favorite moments. You had a few favorite moments. I was going to ask you what those were. Um, so definitely, uh, the two flashes meeting up, um, let me see, what, what did I say was one of my favorite You said the Black Black Lightning and and Barry connected over their their dads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, those two were some of my, uh, favorite moments. Another one of my favorite moments, uh, I guess probably the fight scene, the ending fight scene that they have before uh, Oliver sacrificed himself. Oh, like when they were all fighting those ghost, anti-monitor ghosts? Or uh-huh. Whatever. And, uh, oh, we didn't even talk about, like, the ending ending yet, but uh, definitely uh, with those main characters, uh, I am I guess I can say they're starting up a Justice League uh, on their Earth, which I yeah. think is pretty cool. And they also have, like, uh, the Hall of Justice, which is kind of like an old Star Labs, but but we're, we we kind of know they're going to turn it into a Hall of Justice now. Yeah, they made it like an old, it kind of looks like the old Super Friends show. Mm-hmm. They have that uh, the Hall of Justice set up. So, I mean, it looks pretty cool. There's a lot of things that, they, that they're going to try to do. It looks like they're setting up their, like you said, they're setting up their version of the Justice League. They even had a little character uh, nod to the old Super Friends thing. There's a character called, I think his name's Gleep. Yeah, which he's the, he's the monkey companion to the Wonder Twins, so that leads me to believe that the Wonder Twins are going to be in the show at some, right. or one of the shows at some point. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and at first I thought when I saw the uh, monkey, I was like, okay, is this like a tease for Gorilla Grodd that they're going to introduce yeah. later on? Uh, but I didn't know much about uh, that name, so somebody told me on Twitter uh, was like, oh no, this is going to be the Wonder Twins. Uh, I don't even know if they actually introduced Gorilla Grodd yet in the Arrowverse, have they? Yeah, he's a big character in like season two okay. and then like five. He, they do it pretty good. Okay. Like they have Gorilla Grodd and this character called King Shark. Gorilla Grodd's in one episode, then King Shark's in another episode, then they kind of fight in a future season. So it's it's they do it pretty good. Okay. Surprisingly, because you would think that the CW show they don't have like the budget for, but it actually looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you real quick on my on the moments. Uh, I did one of my favorite moments was Oliver passing the Green Arrow mantle to his daughter. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. And the Black Lightning and Flash, that was a cool moment. And then the ending. So let's talk about the ending. They're forming their own Justice League, which it, it was kind of uh, weird at first because they had uh, after the big fight, the world gets reset. Oliver sacrifices himself, and everything kind of sets a, a new path. Mm-hmm. And um, and they set it up to where only the only these paragons remember the past. If I'm if I'm rem- remembering this correctly, I watched I it really so, early yeah. this morning. And so they're back in this. You know, Lex Luthor owns the de doa, which is you know, and everybody thinks he wins the Nobel Prize. Everybody thinks he's a hero. 
Uh, and yet all the universes are connected together. They've been connected this entire time for everyone else. And which is good because they need to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying Oliver was a big show, but Arrow, Arrow was the first show out of all of them. And so it's kind of like the, the big one. And without it, I mean, they it's good that they're all connected now because then they can do that kind of Justice League thing. Right. And, and uh, well, let's just list out like who the Justice League members are. For the mm. people who aren't watching, so I know Flash is a part of it, Black mm. Lightning, uh, Supergirl, and Superman. Tyler Hoechlin's uh, Superman. He's such um, a good man. He's he's small, he, but he's such. I feel like he's such a good Superman. Yeah, he he's a good Superman. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter, White Canary, and Batwoman. Batwoman, yeah. Mm. Which is cool because Batwoman and Supergirl basically they count as Superman, and even though we have a Superman, they still count as like Superman and Batman of the traditional right. Justice League. And it just kind of points out like who's going to be the leader of this team, and my guess would probably be the Flash. I think. Yeah, the Flash or Supergirl, but probably mm-hmm. the Flash. He's the he's the big the you know second to Arrow. He's that his show's the biggest. Yeah, he's like the veteran of the team at this point. Yeah, one thing that you mentioned earlier, way earlier when we were talking, is that you don't know if the Arrow is going to come back or not. You know, even though uh, Stephen Amell, the guy that plays the Arrow, said that he's done, you know, he's, he's what an exit, all these things. You know, a lot of actors always say that on their way out. Uh, but they did have a green, they had a green Arrow chair at the table. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, the green Arrow will always have a chair at the table. So it kind of leaves it to make you wonder, like, will he be back? Because, I mean, why wouldn't he? If they paid him, you know, a certain amount of money, and he kind of does a lot of stuff for the fans too. So, and he's done it for so many years, right? So he's kind of like a TV version. And this is not saying he's like Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr., but it's kind of like a TV version of it. You know, what I mean, he's like the main. Mm-hmm. He was the main character that kind of started it all, right? Making comparisons about uh, with Green Era and uh, Tony Stark of how they started their universes. So, uh, yeah, and was, they both they both died at the end. So. Mm-hmm. so it's pretty good i mean i i like it i just i did have you know i know you guys are recording but i did have one more uh question so given that you haven't watched any of the shows uh and you just watched this you just you know most of your experience with the shows now is the crisis what show do you think just out of you know out of what you've seen which one do you think is going to be your favorite not counting black lightning because you've already watched black lightning I want to say, I mean, not Arrow, uh, Flash will probably be my favorite. Um, Because I know I watched a few clips from there. I love, uh, I like some of the characters on there. I love uh, Iris Allen. I love her on that Mm -hmm. uh, show. So I think that one will probably be my uh, favorite. I know I told you about it. I was like, I want to start watching the uh, Flash. Like that probably be my first CW show that I watch. But now with uh, Arrow, and I'm now thinking like I probably want to start off with Arrow first. Like I'm now, now I'm kind of confused on like, you know, what show should I start on? Should I go in chronological order? Should I just go by how I just want to watch it, basically? So the only ones that you, I mean, I feel like before you watch, because none of them really matter. Like the Arrow is what I wouldn't say watch first because I've I think I've watched no I watched the Arrow first. Flash you can watch either one of them because I think they don't meet up until like the second season of Flash. Mm-hmm. But the Arrow is on his third season, so you might want to watch Arrow first. Okay, 
because they do they do crossover pretty early on because their first crossover is just them two. Then mm-hmm. uh, the second crossover, I think it's Legends of Tomorrow and them. Okay. And then the fourth one is Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and then those two. So yeah, I didn't even know Legends of Tomorrow was was on for so long. Like I thought it started back out like in 2017 or 2018. I didn't realize they were on like their season was five. It, yeah, season, season five season right five. now. And they yeah. just got renewed too. So yeah. And what's cool about cool. that show, that show is kind of corny and it's kind of out there, but it's what's cool about it is it, it takes so like Wally West is a main character in the Flash in the first right. couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. They take they take a bunch of these great characters. Captain Cold is a, is a main character in Flash, and they mm-hmm. either die off or they stop using them in these shows. But what they do is they take them and use them on Legends. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you said you like White Canary, Sarah Lance. Uh, she was a main character in Arrow, but then her character, spoiler alert, dies. Mm-hmm. But then weird way she gets brought back, and I mean you'll see when you watch the show. <laughs> But they they use all these great characters for legends, and then the legends go through all these different timelines. So it's it's a it's a pretty good show. Yeah. But I'm glad you liked it, man. I'm glad you could uh, come on. Uh, sorry, folks, for the for the slight uh, delay that we had, but it's all good. Yeah. And, so sorry about that, but uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me uh, yeah. on here. Uh, next time, hopefully, we have the whole East Coast Avengers crew. Uh, come on. I don't know when that will happen, but I'm hoping it will happen very soon. Yeah, I would like to do something like that pretty soon. Uh, and this was a good test for it, like kind of see how we uh, how we would record it. Even listening to you guys in the background, it is kind of a lot, you know. <laughs> I mean, but then again, you guys were having, they were like having a side conversation. Right. And we have to have a couple guests tonight, too. So it's yeah. a little bit more crowded than usual. Yeah. So I wonder how it's going to be when we can do like a test recording or something where, uh, Maybe I come on because this way, like it would still record you guys, but right. then obviously I can get my down, I can get my side of it and we can kind of, I can edit it together so we can do it. Maybe I'll uh, be a guest on y'all's and we can figure it out how to do that next. Right. So yeah, look on, be on the lookout for that guys. Uh, everyone give Dom a round of applause. If, if you're at the gym or if you're at home, <laughs> do it yourself. And uh, thanks brother. Thanks for coming on. And yeah, I think we're circling the drain. So. It's right. Yeah. Thank, thank you again for having me on here. I really do appreciate it. Of course, man. And we will uh, see you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. Do me a favor and share it around. And we will see you next week.